Hit well into center field. That one's carrying out at center. It's out of here. Oh, Johnny with a pinch hit home run. At the plate is Mike Trout. The pitch on its way. It's blasted out to dead center field. Out of here. Ball gets away. He's going to break for the plate. Ball game is over. The Angels with a walk-off win here in the bottom of the ninth inning. This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. Here's your host, Trent Rush. What's going on? Hello and welcome to the Angels Recap Podcast. My name is Trent Rush and uh, we got some fun in store for you here today on this podcast. We're going to be checking in with Brandon Marsh, uh, the Angels rookie that is uh, starting to come along as an offensive player. We've seen the defense from his first day up here in the show, but the bat is coming around and we're going to chat up uh, Brandon Marsh about that. We'll check in on his beard as well because, look, I I know that everyone wants to talk about, sure, they like the glove, they like the speed they like the hitting the contact um yeah you kind of throw that out the window y'all want to know about the beard so we're going to talk with brandon march about the beard a little fun uh, fabio reference that uh, joe madden had uh, towards uh, brandon marsh and brandon didn't even know what that meant he had to be shown a picture uh, it was pretty fun we'll talk with brandon uh, about that coming up in a bit good to see the angel bats uh, come alive on tuesday night uh, we're taping this here on wednesday morning before shohei otani gets set to pitch for the angels here baltimore more losing 19 in a row. How about the Angel Bats? 14 runs last night uh, after a series against the Cleveland Indians where they scored just two runs the whole series. Uh, they backed that up by putting up a 14 spot, their season high against Baltimore on Tuesday. You want to see the offense continue to roll because I know that coming in uh, to that game on Tuesday, the Angel offense, when you look at uh, weighted runs created plus, was third worst in MLB since the All-Star break. And and the, the thing has been about this Angels team, we're actually starting to see the bullpen um, has, has actually been okay the last you know three, four weeks or so. The bullpen's been coming around a little bit. You're seeing some good things from the pitching. Uh, you're seeing new guys step into uh, different roles. I think uh, uh, Austin Warren has been a, a fun story this year. I think you're seeing different guys uh, be able to, to take on um, the, these opportunities. And you're seeing the youth movement happen within this Angels organization. And that's going to continue to happen. And part of that come growing pains. It's not going to be smooth sailing every single time when you have all these young players coming up. It's about developing consistency and getting it right. Uh, This past Sunday, while the Angels were in Williamsport, I had the the fortune to be in San Diego for the Perfect Game All-American Classic. Um, And that's the the 60 best uh, high school players in the country. Many of them are going to be first-round picks uh, coming up uh, in the 2022 draft draft class and one of the things for them is you could just see the talent uh, but it's the consistency and and that's the difference from being just a highly superb athlete with great baseball skills um, and getting that to translate to the major league level. I I think that people forget just how special it is uh, to be a major league baseball player and how good you have to be to get to the highest stage because you can have all the skills, you can have all the talent. It's about being able to do it 
on a consistent basis. And a lot of times that comes with growth and maturity. And you'll see that here at the big leagues. But it also goes to show you that sometimes you'll see you'll see a player that comes up and they haven't quite honed that yet. And I, I think that that's something that comes with time. Um, like I said, growth and maturity is so important. And the best place to grow and mature for some players is here at the major league level. And that's how you can accelerate the process real quick, find out what you got. And I think that's what the Angels are doing right now. Uh, they'll have a chance to get back to 500 again tonight. And they're about to set a club record for most times at 500 this season. It's been one of those kind of years as we continue to wait on Mike Trout. Uh, you know that Anthony Rendon's not coming back the rest of this season. There have been a ton of injuries this year. No question about it. Just four games the Angels have had uh, their core eight offensive bats uh, in this lineup together. But when I'm, I'm talking about the, the young wave of talent coming through, and we'll get to Brandon Marsh in a moment, I, I just wanted to talk about this for a second. Uh, just to realize what we're seeing with Shohei Otani. Um, we are on the verge of seeing a big wave of players attempt to try to be two-way baseball players. I mean, this is happening. I mean, you're seeing it. Uh, I'm telling you, I, I, at this perfect all, perfect game All-American Classic, what, I see six guys trying to be two-way players. One of them throws 100 miles an hour. I mean, and you're talking a 17-year-old throws 100, um, and he's also a very good shortstop and a very good hitter. Um you're looking at players that are now going to be starting to make their way through that are going to go into minor league baseball and they're all going to be chasing this dream of being a two-way talent. I'm not saying it's impossible because we're seeing Shohei Otani do it right now. But I would say this, Shohei is writing the blueprint on how to do it. And the biggest key, because there are plenty of players that have the talent. There have been for some time. It's not new that somebody tries to be a two-way talent. That, that is not a new development in the game of baseball. But what is, is doing it at the most excellent level. Where Shohei Otani, um, really since that game um, where he didn't make it out of the first inning in New York, since then, so you're talking since the 1st of July to today, Shohei Otani has been a Cy Young caliber pitcher. The numbers would back that up. He is also a, an MVP candidate as a hitter only if you only took Shohei Otani's offense, he's an MVP candidate. And I know some of the numbers are slowing down a bit. He was on that torrid pace in June, July. They're coming down a little bit. It, it doesn't have anything to do with the All Star game. This has, or the home run derby. This has to do with he has no protection in this lineup right now. And the Angels are trying to give it to him, uh, but you're just you're, you're seeing uh, it's just not happening. Shohei Otani is getting walked a ton. Teams are figuring out, okay, we're going to put Otani on base and try to beat the rest of the Angel hitters. And to this point, they're just has not been enough depth in the lineup. You can understand it because the Angels are, are missing. When, when you don't have Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon, it's going to happen. Um, over time, eventually, this was going to happen. Otani still could get to 50 home runs. I have no doubt um, that, that he's going to have a chance to do that. It's going to take, again, another torrid pace, but it doesn't mean it's not impossible for Shohei Otani. Um, but he's also you know, proven to be the, one of the most unbelievable pitchers uh, we have seen uh, wear an Angels uniform in some time with what we have seen since uh, the 1st of July. So Shohei continues to do it at such a high level. Elites, elites at both. He'd be an all-star um, as a hitter or as a pitcher. 
that good. And, and really, since, you know, if you take this full season as an offensive player and since the All-Star break as a pitcher, um, he could be, a, you know, he's going to get some Cy Young votes. I'm not kidding. Like, we're going to see Shohei. Shohei probably is going to finish, like, fifth in Cy Young voting. I mean, that that's how ridiculous it's been. And, and that's going to be without him qualifying in terms of innings. Like, that is how amazing Shohei has been this year. But when you talk about the next wave of talent, the thing that separates Shohei Otani from everybody else that's trying to be a two-way star, it, it, the time management is key. I think, first of all, the only way you could do it is if you're a designated hitter. I, I think that that has to be part of it. And if the, the DH ends up coming to the National League, maybe you'll see more guys have a chance to do it. But I do think being a DH is crucial uh, to making this thing work as a two-way player. You're also seeing Shohei spend very little time um, in terms of a, a weekly workout routine for being a pitcher. I mean, he, he's throwing about as little as possible. He's taking, he's not taking on-field batting practice. He's doing, you know, just exactly what it takes, the optimum amount for Otani to progress as a player, maintain his skill set, and also get enough rest to be able to do what he's doing at this highest level. Otani has figured it out. So he is he's maximizing his time. He is the most efficient player ever when it comes to workout and getting ready uh, for a game. He, he does so at an incredibly efficient level. And he, he's optimizing those every pitch he throws, every swing he takes to the exact right number to get that feel for what it's going to take for him to succeed on the diamond. And he's not doing more than that. He's not doing extra stuff because if he does, his body's going to wear down because nobody has done what he has done before. But I would say that Shohei has, is writing the blueprint for how to do this. Now, how many of these young players that are coming up are going to be able to follow that? My guess is not many, if any, because Shohei is supremely talented in that sense, in the time management ability, the discipline, uh, the poise, the baseball IQ, all of those elements for Otani, I, I think, are what separate him. Because there have been plenty of guys that have been talented enough to be a two-way player. But very few could do it at this level. There have been guys good enough to be an elite hitter and an elite pitcher in the major leagues. I, I'm certain of that. And there are going to be more and more are going to try and more are going to get opportunities to try that didn't exist before because Otani has opened up that door. But Otani is showing them how to work the time management to be able to do it. I just, I'm not certain how many are going to be able to follow that. The demand is beyond incredible. It's beyond what I can understand. It's beyond what most of you can understand. Maybe what all of you can understand. Seriously, because the only person that might get it is Shohei. Because I'm not sure anybody else does. Um, what's being asked of this guy is amazing, and he con continues to impress every single day. Okay, we're going to talk about the Little League Classic in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, coming up in a bit as well, because I, what a cool experience. And, and then the relay throw from center field with all the Little Leaguers out there, the time that Mike Trout and Shohei and, and David Fletcher and Joe Adele and all these Angels players got to spend uh, with, with all the kids was really, really cool. I think it takes us all back to our Little League days, and maybe we can share some Little League War stories uh, coming up in a bit. But one of the great moments, I thought, 
of the Little League World Series Classic uh, was seeing Brandon Marsh sliding down the hill like so many have for uh, years and years and years. Um, but, you know, Brandon was just be a little kid out there, and that was so cool to see. Even better with the beard and the flow and all that goes along with that. Now, uh, Brandon and I recorded this interview before uh, that game at Williamsport, so unfortunately we didn't get to talk about him uh, sliding down that hill uh, out there in center field, but we did talk about a lot of other things that I think you'll enjoy. So here now is our conversation with Angels outfielder Brandon Marsh. All right, we're being joined now by Brandon Marsh, who's done a, a tremendous job uh, since getting the call up to the major leagues, especially lately. Had a couple of triples uh, just the other day, and he is joining us now. First of all, Brandon, it's great to see you. It's great to see you having fun, having success. Uh, just what has it been like, especially these last couple of weeks where things have started to be clicking for you? Uh, you know, it's it's proven out all the all the work that we've been doing it, it actually does it's paying off so it's a uh, it's a little it's a little weight off the shoulders you know getting a getting a couple knocks but uh you know it's all that matters is that uh the, the win column so we're we're just we're trying to win win a game every single night every single day so that's uh it, it's been it's been a lot of fun trying to do that Brandon, I got a lot of baseball I want to talk with you about, but we got to address uh, this first. Joe Madden brought it up the other day when he called you Fabio uh, with, with the hair and the flow and the beard. Um, when I remember seeing you in 2017 in Inland Empire, uh, the beard was something. It's nothing like what it is now. So please uh, explain to me um, kind of the genesis uh, behind this as you are like Mr. Rugged Tough Man uh, of Major League Baseball right now. <laughs> so basically I, I remember never being able to grow any facial hair and i think it was right around the time ie where i started to just let it go okay and it was it was that little scruff i had I, I don't even remember but and i remember not shaving for that whole year and my uh sideburns finally connected to my chin hairs <laughs> congratulations <laughs> And uh, and I've just I've just kept it going ever since then, you know, trimming it up every now and then. But I haven't I haven't uh, clean shaved since then. So okay, so I I mean I've I've been around a lot of uh, bearded folk, and there are some that are disgusting. Uh, it seems like you keep yours in pretty good condition. What's uh what, what's kind of the, the process for keeping it clean? You know I I don't, I don't really take great care of it. I'm not okay. I'm not a good beard owner, so it's a uh, I, uh, you know, I shower. Whatever I wash my hair with, I wash my face and beard with, and then I just brush it out at the end. <laughs> that's I think, about it. I think that's better than what some people do. I will, t- I will tell you that. It's, uh, I, I might have been. I honestly would have probably been a little concerned if there was like a whole routine to the deal, but that does uh, make it all that more impressive. I, I must say. <laughs> Uh, have your uh, what was have your have your teammates been giving you a hard time about this? I know that like fans are, are joking and stuff, but have have you heard anything from the clubhouse about the beard? Uh yeah, I mean there's there's a there's a comment at least you know once a day from someone. Hey, that, that that's not that's not a good look. That needs to come <laughs> off. Or Marshy, Marshy, what are you doing, man? You could be such a good looking dude. Just take it off. You know, just stuff like that. And uh, you know, I just. I told myself I wanted to keep it for this year and see how far I can get it. And, uh, 
you know, we'll go from there. See, I, I you know, I'm not great at growing facial hair, but I, I'm not really going to be quick to admit that. I'm just going to use the excuse my mom would never allow me to. So that was just kind of the way that that goes. Uh, she couldn't. She, she, she <laughs> and anytime I, I came even close, I'd go three days without shaving, and I hear about that. But uh, that's pretty funny. Um, Brian, I, I got to ask you, man. What you have, like here? Here's the thing. Like, People that maybe aren't familiar with what it's like to be a top prospect, I can't relate to it, but I can see it from the other side. People are telling you your whole life, oh, you're going to the major leagues, you're doing this, and you're going through, you know, you're hearing this all over the place. What's it like for you from a baseball perspective to to kind of put that on the back burner and just go out and play and do your thing? Because you do that really well, but I know that could be a real challenge for, for many, many people. Yeah, I I personally, I mean, obviously, I know about I know about the rankings and whatnot and all that, but it's a I feel like the best way to play is if you just if you just erase all that, you know what I mean? Just just me personally, if I just if I stay away from all that stuff and I just focus on the game, I like it's 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 just it's it's too it's too tough, too much pressure, yeah. you know what I mean? Just just go out every night and be like, okay. I have to do this because this is what I am. It's just, it's just that's not how you're supposed to go about it. Every everyone's here for a reason, so we just we just need to come out. We need to play our role and just do our part. That's that's basically all I try to do. I just cancel out all the other noise outside of the actual game. So yeah, well, that, that that's personally how I go about it. Well, that that's a pretty mature approach, quite frankly. But was there ever a time, maybe when you were coming up, maybe even before pro ball, where Maybe that wasn't your approach. That that's something you maybe had to overcome at some point. To be honest with you, it, it, it I never think about that stuff when I play. That's yeah. like, and it's probably the first time I've talked about it. To be honest, it was. It's like it's weird. I mean, usually like a player, whatever, if they're high high listed on the rankings or whatever, whoever, just generally speaking. It's it's tough not to go out there, and if you go 0 for 4, it goes 0 for 8, 0 for 12, and you're in a little slump, and you have all these people telling you you stink. It's just I, I, I've been through all those slumps, but I just never really looked at it that way, like all the pressure and stuff. I just I just go out there and play. It's just being out on the field is my little getaway, so that's that's where I have my fun. I love it. Well, well then you come to the major leagues, and everybody talks about the jump. Uh, the jump to from AAA to the major league level, and you got a taste of that right away, right? And, and we're starting to see you you coming out of that now. Um, but what was that jump like for you in learning the adjustments? Because people talk about it, but you got to live it. What's that time like in trying to figure out the speed of the major league game? Well, I'm still trying to figure out <laughs> a lot of things, but yeah. you know, it's definitely it was. It was an eye opener at first, you know. The game just a little quicker. Uh, everyone's just a little, little more smarter. Stuff like that, you know. Pitchers don't don't miss their spots as much. Pitchers might give you a pitch or two per every other at bat or something, and you just got to hit that pitch. And if you don't, your chances are slim. So <laughs> it's uh, it's it's just been it's been cool trying to figure out and find more out about myself. Uh, as a player and how far and how far like, I can dig and I can go you know what I mean so yeah. it's uh it's been it's been a super fun process it was tough at first and it's still very tough but you know like you said starting to get the hang of it a little bit and we just got to keep this thing going I want to go back to your very first day 
in the major leagues and the experience. I know we talked about it at the time and and uh, the, the work it took to get uh, just physically to the big league level. Uh, but on top of that, to have your mom and your sister here in, in your support system uh, here at the Big A, they got some TV time too. Um, have they? Uh, how did? How how was it from their perspective getting a chance to watch you? Have you guys talked about that? It was. Uh... You know, we we really haven't talked that much about it. You know, we just uh, they the days kind of just rolled together, and you know, before before we knew it, the next day was was coming up, and we had to get and I had to get ready for that game. And day after day, you know, we did, we never really talked about it all, but uh, you know, it was it was it was a moment that none of us will forget, and we were all there to witness it, and it was uh, it was a super special moment for myself and my family. Yeah, I mean, it just just what's it like having them there? I mean, obviously, we, we know about um, everything that you have gone through uh, to get to this point, but but to have that moment at Angel Stadium, you're you're wearing a big league uniform, the Angels uniform you've won worn for so many spring trainings. Here we are, regular season game, mom sis hanging out, the whole group uh, there to watch you. Just what was that like from your perspective? It was uh it was, it was very special. It was super fun. It was uh you know, a once in a lifetime experience. And uh it was something that we're gonna remember forever. It's uh it was it was a tough day, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh we, we they, they made it a lot more fun and they, they calmed me down and I was a little overwhelmed and a little a little nervous and you know, my mom did her thing, my sister did her thing and they, they helped me out a lot, so it was it was it was very awesome. You know, an, another story we were just talking about, kind of adjusting to the speed of the major league game. Uh, Joe Adele, your buddy, last year comes to the major leagues, wasn't putting up great numbers. Spends a lot of this season in AAA. Now he's back, and you're seeing it's like you guys have started to click at like the same time, which is pretty neat. How much? advice has been has he been able to give you for for making those kind of adjustments to the big league level and and how much do you guys maybe help each other as you're going through this experience yeah it's uh it's comforting having someone who's been through it with me you know what i mean just from every level uh him and i've played together for the past four years so he knows me very well and i know him very well and um we uh like i said it's just it's just very comforting having someone like like a brother of mine here with me, so it's uh just just we we just play just like the old times, you know, just like we always do it, like we always have, and uh, that's the way we go about it every every single day. Hey, Brandon, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for the time today. Really looking forward to seeing you soon, and uh, enjoy. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. All Thank right, you. Have you. a great one. Beautiful stuff right there from Brandon Marsh. I tell you what, it's fun watching his progress as a major leaguer as well. I mean, he had the four hits on Tuesday night in Baltimore, but how about his last 12 games? His 12 games going back to August the 12th. He is 18 for 45. That's good enough for a 400 batting average. He's got three doubles in there, a pair of triples. He should have had a home run. One of those triples should have been a home run. Uh, it just wasn't, um, and that's too bad. But uh, yes, he is 
struck out 19 times in that stretch, but still, you will take this all day long. 400 batting average, 993 OPS. Um, you love what Brandon Marsh is doing right there. Um, so that that's what Marsh has been lately. He's driven in six runs in those 12 games. All of those are good things. He's showing great wheels. He's playing an outstanding center field. All of that um, is pretty cool. But going back to the, the Williamsport experience in the Little League World Series Classic that the Angels were a part of, unfortunately, they did not win the ball game as Cleveland won that one to finish off the sweep of the Halos. But afterwards, Joe Madden uh, really raved about the experience. He had been there before when he was with the Cubs, uh, won when he was there before with the Cubs, uh, didn't get the W this time around. But but Joe even told me well before the Angels went, like, hey, you got to find whatever, you got to find any way you can to try to get to this game. Unfortunately, it wasn't in the cards uh, for me this time around, but, but I hope someday to be able to go to Williamsport and experience what so many of these Angels players, coaches, uh, support staff, what, what all of them were able to experience there uh, because it truly was a special event. You could feel that from television. And uh, here is Joe afterwards just, just talking about what it was like for the Angels to be there at the Little League World Series Classic. Oh, it's wonderful. It, it is. Um, the kids are into it. They have their little little thunder sticks that we I think we started in 2002. Uh, they were very, very fun to speak with before the game. They came down, autographs, wanted some pictures, that kind of thing. I love that stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm drawn to that. Uh, when you see the kids like that and how eager they are, uh, how much they, they dig what they're doing, being here, uh, it's pretty special. So um, it's something, of course, I hope I get a chance to do it again. I got to try to become two and one as a manager here somehow. Uh, but overall, what a wonderful perform! What a wonderful event! I've said it before, and I, can, I want to congratulate MLB. Combination of Field of Dreams and then this happening again, uh, again to highlight our sport. Uh, I think it shows us in a really good light. I was really proud of my players specifically, uh, how they dealt with the the kids. Also, I was watching the whole thing. Uh, it was it was pretty. Uh, it, was, it was a great event. Congrats to MLB. I'd like to have won it, but hopefully we get another chance. The thing for me about the Little League World Series Classic was it just brought back the purity of the game to me. And I felt the same way about the Field of Dreams game in Iowa a couple of weeks ago. It just felt like, you know, this is Major League Baseball, I thought, did a really cool thing here. I think, one, it's not bad at all to break up the schedule, especially in the dog days of August. That That's a real thing. The calendar from, from the time of the trade deadline to when September 1st call-ups happened, that August month is a tough one for every team, no matter where you're at in the standings. It's a tough one. Um, to, to just go through that grind, you feel it, absolutely. Um, so to break up the schedule in that sense is a good thing. Um, I mean, hey, for the Angels, I mean, it was extraordinarily tough because the Angels are, are getting set to wrap up this five-city road trip. That's not an easy thing to do. But, you know, you hear Joe Madden talk about, hey, going to Williamsport, like that's a special thing. You look forward to that. Having you know a one-game makeup rain delay game happen in New York, that, that's not as cool. But to go to Williamsport and be a part of something special is – but it just took me back to my Little League days. I mean, and I, I hardly remember playing in any games. I mean, I, I remember a few moments, sure. But um, I remember more the time with my friends. And I remember, you know, getting your snack ticket after the game and go rushing over to the snack bar for a slushie and a hot dog. I mean, that, that that's the stuff that I remember. Um, you know, the, the Capri Sun and orange slices um, after practice. And, and, you know, the team mom coming around and helping us all out. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I, I thought, you know, that sticks 
sticks out because it was it was going to practice with your friends and and maybe not even you know practicing but but finding whoever's family has the pool and go have a, a pool day with your buddies like that's what I remember about the little league experience and the games are secondary and it just took me back to the relationships that come from this beautiful game of baseball because that's what baseball truly is it's about relationships and connecting generations that's what makes baseball special yeah the game is beautiful and we love coming to the ballpark and we love having the debates and I've seen this too that you know some people when facing their own mortality and um, in the darkest days and some of the toughest conversations a lot of times you can break the ice but just talking about baseball I mean that that transcends that connects that's beyond sports it's life baseball has the ability to capture that almost unlike anything else and when you get these little one-off games to go be a part of something that just takes you away from the 162-game grind, takes you away from the corporate nature of baseball, it is. like That's that's part of it. And it's not all bad. You know, the, the fact that baseball has become more corporate is not necessarily an all-bad thing because it does bring the game to so many more people. But to strip it all away and to go back... You know, I, I love the movie Pure Country uh, with George Strait, and he talked about getting a chance to sing. He just wanted to be on a bar stool on the stage, just him and a guitar. Strip away the lights and the smoke and the loud music and you know, take that all away. Just be able to enjoy things in their purest form. That's what we get to see sometimes. And, and to see it at the major league level, man, how cool is that? We saw it in Iowa. We saw it again in Williamsport. Just the beauty of this great game. And to strip it all back, And to be able to just enjoy the purity of the game of baseball, man, nothing beats that. All right, that's going to just about do it for us here on the Angels Recap Podcast. I want to thank Hannah Stang, Alex Tinio, Adam Chodzko, Matt Birch, everybody uh, with the Angels and at AM830 for helping put this together. My name is Trent Rush. Hey, make sure you come on by the ballpark. The Angels are back. I'm taking on the Padres, who have been sputtering of late. they got a quick two-game series against San Diego the 27th and 28th before the New York Yankees come to town early next week. So a homestand upcoming for the Halos. We hope to see you here. It's going to be a party at the Big A. Don't miss it. I'm Trent Rush. This has been the Angels Recap Podcast. Take care, everybody.